Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Alrighty, folks. I have the one and only Jason Hartman, Empowered Investors, on the show. This is actually a discussion that many viewers have asked for. So I don't know if you see it on your side, but I get it almost every week. Hey, you need to talk to this guy, Jason Hartman. So uh, thank you for being here. Hey, it's good to be back, Michael. And uh, I get the same request. I love the stuff you're posting on social media. You're doing a good job out there. So uh, keep it up and uh, keep, keep exposing people to the realities of this marketplace because there's a whole slew of them who just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, they they want something. It's not fair. It's this, that, or the other thing. And, uh, you know, life certainly is not fair. So, well, you know what? I want to switch to a topic number two with you, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, you have a very unique grasp on the economy, in my opinion. Uh, I mistakenly, I like owning my mistakes. I thought after Silicon Valley Bank crashed and I was seeing true consumer scared, i.e. conserving cash. I thought Q2 of 2023 would be the start of a recession. I was wrong. I am looking out on the horizon, and I'm not sure that I currently see a recession in the next 12 months. We'll even say 15 months, so we'll say all of 2024. I know a recession's coming because they are a natural part of the economic cycle. Yep. So they haven't cured that. It's going to happen. But Jason, when you look in your crystal ball, do you see us heading towards a, a classic recession sometime between now and the end of 2024? Well, when you look at what the Fed's doing, it sure looks like we're going to have one. <laughs> I mean, and, and look, we can have a recession without having a housing crash. Oh, Those are we, not yeah. the same thing, okay? We've had they could, plenty they of could be combined, but not necessarily, yeah. right? It depends. So... Um, uh, the Fed is certainly trying to push us into a recession. I'll, I'll tell you that much. They are trying to increase unemployment. They are trying to uh, slow the economy way down to slow inflation. But given the timing of the election uh, and just all of the other factors and the fact that inflation has been so stubborn, um, you know, they've, they've managed to cut it a bit, but it's still it's still pretty sticky. Um, I think this is giving the Fed a little more leeway to try and engineer that uh, that wanted soft landing, as it were, right? Sure. If it were, it, if these massive increases, you know, 11 straight rate hikes, or I think we had 11, right? Um, 11 you know, 12, yeah. His, historic increases in interest rates, right? Normally, the economy probably would have reacted more quickly than it did. And so it is giving, it's really buying them more time to adjust the, the level. Well, let's, yeah, let's poke at that. In my opinion, what's going on around us is we have a Fed who's clearly trying to put their foot on the brake. Right. But we have Congress who has put their foot on the gas, right? All yeah. of these Inflation Reduction Act and all these other spending plans. I mean, like, I got to imagine Jerome Powell's going, what the hell? <laughs> Help me out here, guys. Yeah, because uh, it's uh, it's an interesting battle. Yeah, 
Yeah, it really is. Uh, I mean, I think what they'll do is, is as soon as we move into recession territory, if not before that, they're going to pivot because the, the problem they have is pretty serious. You know, they can push more banks into failure mode because sure. these banks, you know, it's really the Silicon Valley bank story, right? They, these banks have these hold to maturity assets mm -hmm. and some of those not all of them, they were all purchased at different times. So it's a laddered effect, right? Mm -hmm. But some of those are costing the bank a, a fortune and they're making sure. the banks insolvent or pushing them in that direction. So yeah. the longer they keep the rates up, the bigger that problem becomes. So they gotta yeah. be careful of that. And just generally speaking, uh, in addition to inflation and the Phillips curve, which is the relationship of unemployment to inflation, as you know, um, you know, they've also got to worry about the cost of their own debt, the government's yeah. debt. Okay. Stacking up at interest it is, charge. Yeah. I mean, they don't want super high interest rates because it just costs them more money. So the yeah. powers that be, you know, they want to see rates calm down a little bit too. And I think they'll sell out the American people and just let inflation be the problem um because it's the easy part of the business plan and it's really yeah. michael a good business plan for the government because yeah. when the government owes a lot of debt to foreign countries or to anybody for that matter they just take advantage of my inflation induced debt destruction strategy yep. right they they mm -hmm. inflate away their own debt so hey we owe a trillion dollars to china okay if if we have 10 percent inflation in one year two years whatever the time frame that we get basically a hundred billion dollar discount on that debt because we right. we borrowed it at yesterday's dollars but we pay it back in tomorrow's cheaper dollars right. so that's a very good deal yeah it's funny I, I created a shirt in 2020 that says i use inflation to get rich ask me how yeah and, that's a good uh, shirt <laughs> i wish yeah. i would have thought of that yeah. there you go yeah so again it's it's i i gotta tell you inflation's a feature not a bug that's another yeah. thing i'm starting to say it's like good guys point. You know, it's it's part it's part of the system. Yep. It's it's really funny when I go back and look at the Fed. I think Jerome Powell is trying to do something. I called this a year ago. I think I've heard Daniel D. Martino Booth say it once or twice. I'm curious what you think about it. I think Jerome Powell is trying to kill the Fed put in first introduced by Alan Greenspan. Hmm. Interesting. And by killing the Fed put, what does that mean? Yeah. In my opinion, these are my words, not yours. Alan Greenspan basically allowed Wall Street to run amok, stack up leverage, because if they won, they won. And if they lost, they got bailed out yep. by the American people. Corporate socialism. Yeah, it's it's I hate it. It's horrible. If, oh, if it's you, terrible. If you yeah. make a bet in capitalism and you lose, pay the price. Right. Yeah. If you Absolutely. win, congrats. That's how yeah. I that's how I roll. I do believe that if you gave Jerome Powell true serum, I don't think Jerome Powell is saying I want to raise unemployment to bring inflation down. I think, again, I go back to Jackson Hole, not this year, the last year, where he basically came out in eight minutes and said, I'm going to kick you illiquid billionaires in the nuts. I'm going to, you know, the market's not listening to me. Hear me now going higher for longer. And you've seen folks like I call him billionaire Barry, uh, Barry Sternlicht, who's mortgage company BK, stop distributions. He's selling assets to raise cash. I think Jerome Powell's main thing is he wants to kill the Fed put. Yeah. Maybe, you know, uh, he certainly is acting like Paul Volcker. I'll tell you that much. 
And um, it's kind of surprising because it wasn't too long ago that he was letting inflation run amok. It was transitory. He was Arthur Burns times 10. Totally. Nice. Or, or Greenspan. Greenspan was like oh. that too. Or, or Bernanke, Helicopter Ben. I mean, you know, it, but yeah, he, he has become Paul Volcker, you know, and um, I can't believe how aggressive, how hawkish he's been. But um, I think it's overkill. I got to tell you, he he's going to have to pivot. There's just no choice. Well, well, let's play with that because my current thinking is: a, we're done raising rates. We're not going to get a bump in September. We're not going to get a bump the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, I thought and that I, the last couple times, and I was wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, and here's the thing that I think you and I will disagree on, which is totally okay. I don't think he cuts next year. I wow. think we we have these rates for 18 months, which mm -hmm. will be the longest on record. Yeah. I realize that the current longest on record is 12 months, so I'm going 50% over the longest to date, which puts me out on a pretty skinny limb. I get yeah. it. Yeah. But, you know, if he goes at least 12 months without cutting, I think he is trying to kill the Fed put. I think that's what Jerome Powell is trying to do. He's like, I'm tired of the American citizens losing in Wall Street winning. I think that's what he's trying to do. Well, I uh, I hope so because uh, it is very much not fair, and I gotta I gotta make a book recommendation here. Uh, okay, you'll love this book if you haven't read it already. I'm actually listening to the audio right now, and it's so good. Um, and uh, all of your listeners should check this one out too. Uh, because Wall Street, as I've long said, is the modern version of organized crime. It, Absolutely. it really is. It's just such a criminal enterprise. It's the a legal book, casino. Yes, yeah, yes, totally. Um, the book is called A Capitalist Lament, How oh. Wall Street is Fleecing You. Okay. Uh, and um, and this is the cover of the book. Okay. So it's, it's mm -hmm. uh, that red cover right there. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Um, yep. So, yeah, it's really quite good. Um, Leland Faust is the author, and it's, it's, it's excellent. I will check that out. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah. But, yeah, when I look at what's going on, I, I do think – I think um, Powell uh, – I think Powell is out to save his reputation. I think 12 months ago he was the uh, – inflation is transitory, and he would have been written in the history books in a very negative light, almost comical. Yeah. I think he's turned some of that around, mm -hmm. right? He has bought inflation down from nine one to three three CPI headline. Uh, he has more work to do. Yep. I think he wants to go down as Paul Volcker two and probably more importantly, as the guy that broke the Fed put. And if he does, that'll be something. Yeah. Well, that that's very interesting. I I mean, um, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I just don't so know. you think a cut's yeah. coming then? So again, we disagree on that. It's totally okay. <sighs> Maybe I'm just being hopeful. I, I don't know. Like, like look, you know, my predictions, uh, for the past 19 years that I've been doing podcasts and conferences and so forth on the speaking circuit, I mean, my predictions have been pretty good, but one has been horrible, and that is interest rates. I suck at predicting interest rates, and I should just stop commenting on it and just say no comment. Fair enough. Because, you know, Fair. it's, it's, look, I want to believe that interest rates respond to market forces. And the reality sure. is they just don't. We live in a centrally planned economy where the Fed is running things and they have different, you know, the Fed is not Mr. Market. I can understand. Okay. Right. You know, you sure. understand market forces, market dynamics. That's doesn't seem that hard, at least for, for me. Uh, but, uh, you know, authoritarian central planning. Yeah. 
is it the whims of the central planners their political yeah, motivations se 17 legacy, people you know yeah, yeah it's just yeah. uh i don't know yeah, yeah it, it is certainly i guess more psychology yeah right you've got to figure out um you know what their motivations are and, and you can see so it, it, it is very interesting well let's talk about economy do you again i think we both could agree with certainty that a recession is coming sometime in the future. I don't think that's at some time for sure. Yeah, no, at some time. No, I mean, they're, they're part of the system, right? We haven't defeated hey, recession. I'll go further than that. I'll say a depression is coming sometime. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. At some time. But when, when, again, you look at your crystal ball and you think just as far as 2024, so yeah. about 16, 17 months from now. Yeah. I think Thoughts? inflation is going to be an ongoing problem. You know, another book, actually a book that I'm actually reading, a good old paper book. I don't have it here. It's up in my bedroom. But um, it's called When the Boomers Bail. And mm. it's just interesting, the thesis of this book that was written approximately 2007, I want to say, is, uh, is interesting. You know, it's just about how the boomers didn't have enough children and there's a worker shortage. And I think that's one of the reasons unemployment is being so stubborn. As much as the Fed is trying to put people out of a job, uh, you know, there's just not enough skilled workers. Uh, and there's not enough actually unskilled workers either. Uh, Both, know, absolutely right. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, vocational schools, Trump was really big on that. And I think that's a good thing, you know. Uh, amazingly, uh, a lot of plumbers make more than lawyers, and that's mm -hmm. probably as it should be, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it works for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think um, I think the job market is pretty fascinating, right? The JOLTS report came out the other day, right? We've now under 8 million. We were as high as nearly 11. So we're down 3 million openings. That's good. We saw jobs growth last month and the unemployment rate go up, which I know shocks a lot of people. Like, how can that be? Well, it's called the participation rate. Right. We got one in six retirees thinking about coming back to work either because they want to or probably because they have to. Right. Um. It's just it's it's a it's an interesting economy and in, in labor market. So one of the interesting things the author said in that book is he said if you have a business, anybody you will hire in your business in the next twenty five years has already been born. Wow! Just let okay. that comment sit for a moment and really ponder that over the next day or so. That means that there is such a tight worker shortage that you are going to have a lot of upward pressure on wages, you know, yeah, uh, throughout history. Course. Okay. And look, Karl Marx became, I think, you know, as much as I don't like Karl Marx, obviously, but uh, he really is the most influential economist in history, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, not for in a good way. Okay. But, <laughs> but you know, the whole battle throughout history has always been between capital and labor who gets yes. more in the equation right there's there's capital because you got to build the factory and supply the machines and the equipment and you know whatever you got to open the business that's the capital right the labor are the workers who work there right who's entitled to how much right and i would argue and at the risk of sounding like a socialist that the pendulum has swung too far in favor of capital and totally agree and i'm saying that as a high net worth person who has the capital, okay, yeah. and hires lots of workers. Uh, but I think that pendulum has really swung too far in our favor. And if you look at CEO pay versus 
in compared to the pay of rank and file people, you know, uh, CEO pay used to be like 30, 25, 30 times what the rank and file yeah. employees get. And now it's over 300 times. Yes. So it's, it's absurdly out of balance. And, um, yeah. you know, labor really does need more power in that equation. And I, I, think, uh, I think they're going to get it just by demographics because there's so I few of them. Too. I agree. I'm actually on record on my daily financial show trying to get people to understand that I think labor is going to win. We saw this with UPS strike. You're going to probably see with UAW. Uh, labor is winning. Labor should be winning. I think they've been mistreated for 40 years, not since the 70s has labor gotten their fair share. Right. Uh, it's coming. And yeah. to tie this all the way back but, to episode but what does that number mean? one. Let's just extend that one more thing, Michael. Okay. Sure. That means inflation. Okay. Well, it means one of two things. Yeah. Inflation or they're going to eat margin and pay less to shareholders. There are three ways that that can be done. And I think it's going to be all three of those. It doesn't have to only be inflation. They okay. can eat less margin and they could pay less distributions, capital back to investors. I'm certain labor is going to win. I think the stock market could be a lost decade or very low return, certainly yeah. below trend. And yeah, I think some of that rolls into inflation. So I think it's all three things happening. Just remember though, that wage inflation is very sticky. Absolutely. People usually don't take pay cuts very well. No, and, very um, well. and and so uh, that inflation that as people get more dollars and spend them into the economy uh that just means the price of everything increases including real estate and including rent and including uh the devaluation of debt through inflation induced debt destruction which is all good for investors Absolutely. As, as much of it may not be philosophically good it's good for you as an income property investor yeah and then the last thing is i go back to how do you fix the housing market my answer, you know, kind of tying these two episodes together is labor is winning. So you're going to see the bottom 50% of wage earners get a disproportionate growth in wages. Uh, that is going to make housing affordable slowly over time. We're going to have, we're going to have a sideways market for three to five years at least and uh, no crash on the horizon. Jason, where can people find you and see all the things you're doing? jasonhartman.com is my main website that's j-a-s-o-n-h-a-r-t-m-a-n.com of course my podcast is available on all the podcast platforms just type jason hartman and uh, my youtube channel as well and michael it's so good to talk to you i love talking to knowledgeable people who really get it because there are so many hacks out there who are just clickbait yeah. and, you know shallow yeah. knowledge and and you have deep knowledge so i love talking to you Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Guys, if you would like to see Jason and I talk more, leave some comments below. Also, you know what? Give us some questions you would like the two of us to debate and talk about. Uh, Jason, man, thank you for all you do. Have a wonderful day, all right? All right. Happy investing. Thanks.